and welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host and fellow journeyer, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to connect you with people and resources to remind you that you are not alone. In this bonus episode, it is half of a conversation I recorded with Kay Wyma in my house, and we actually recorded a video answering some of your questions about overwhelm, and we made this for the Not Alone community that I launched a few months ago. Maybe you don't know what it is, so I wanted to tell you a little bit more about it, and in this season where overwhelm is a definite thing, I wanted to give you a little bit of encouragement and a pep talk. So what is the Not Alone community? Well, enough of you have reached out to me, and I don't know how to receive this, but if so many people say it, it must be true, that the podcast is, quote unquote, changing your life. And I always respond with, thank you, but I so believe it is God changing your life, and I humbly am grateful that he has allowed the podcast to be a part of that. But I am kind of random in my episodes, and every week I have a different topic. So maybe you're looking for that kind of transformation or change to happen in a specific area of your life. This is where the Not Alone community comes in. I have created different growth guides every month to focus your attention on a specific area you may want to grow, whether it's overwhelm or shame, or this month it is spiritual growth. So I've grabbed some podcast episodes, articles, resources to help you grow in establishing a morning habit, what to study in the Bible, how to study the Bible, and prayer. And included in this community are live mentor chats like the one I'm going to share with you today with Kay. In December on the 13th, I will be chatting with my good friend, Kat Lee, and we will be answering your questions about morning habits. And she's just an amazing mom. So your mom questions, and you can join us live for that call, answering your questions live. If you go over to don'tmomalone.com forward slash join and join the Not Alone community. The best gift I can give you as a new mom or a mom who's had kids for a long time is a gift of having God walk with you and him filling you with truth first. So just like Kay says in this episode, you are overwhelmed by him, what he says about you, his economy, and are not swayed by what the world says and what they value. And you can go with confidence in your motherhood. Instead of feeling like a failure, you can remember that not only is it great to have people walk alongside you, but it is such truth that you have God right with you in you each day. All right, let's get to my chat with Kay. Here we go. Y'all are so great. Thank you for joining us in this Not Alone in Our Overwhelm. <laughs> and I have questions from our podcast club leaders. I love that you have that because it is the not. I love that we're huge in walking together. And so I think it's awesome to be able to walk not alone together. And you have these groups set up to do that. So, so much of motherhood, there's like burden upon burden upon burden upon burden. Right. And feelings of overwhelm. I think that's true. I think it's not just motherhood. I think it's throughout life. Mm. I think it's like pick your stage, Mm. you know? And so that's why like your kids are overwhelmed and it's pick your stage there. Right. Because it's the messaging of the world and the world says you have to do and you have to be in order to be okay. And Mm. then we've added all like do all and be all, especially for women. I think we live under this pressure of like, well, you've got to do it all and you've got to be it all right now. And, and then you're okay and you've got it under control. And, and then there's no time to breathe. And I, I've always wondered if it was different for our mothers or, mm. or if it was different even for our grandmothers. Were they overwhelmed? And I know that to society today is intense. 
because we have things that we didn't have before. Like this, it's coming this right here at us. All right. The time. And so you yeah. actually can see everything that everybody's doing. You can and, you see know, what everything everyone's doing and the pressures are coming at you no matter yes. where you are. And so it's like that Shakespearean, you know, yeah. life is on a stage. Is li- What actually is lived out on a stage these days? Mm. And especially for kids. And so it's like, why not talk about this stuff? Like it's because this stuff is passing and it changes, you know, mm. whatever we're attaching our identity to in the world's economy, it's changing because in the world's economy, like your identity is achieved mm. in God's economy. Your identity is actually received. Ooh. And that's a huge preach. difference. Okay. And achieved, so, received. Right. And so received comes with grace yeah. because it was given to you. And those Not are the words, anything. grace and peace. And grace doesn't involve performance, which is where we sit as moms, because we feel like we're gauged based on our performance and our performance reviews come in the form of how our kids are doing. Yeah. And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> don't say yes. We're going to that. reject that. Yeah, it's one. like, just say no. And so the title of this book that I ended up writing on this topic is called not the boss of us because it isn't, this stuff is not the boss of you mm. as a daughter of the King, which we are, this stuff isn't the boss of you. And it's like you live in it, but you're not of it. What does that look like? And so each chapter in the book, it kind of goes through rather than be overwhelmed by, be overwhelmed by. And so rather than be overwhelmed by performance pressures, be overwhelmed by purpose and giftedness that is unique to you, just like your fingerprint, as it is for your kids. Rather than be overwhelmed by outward appearance pressures, be overwhelmed by beauty. Because by the way, you're beautiful. But we would never receive that from ourselves. We would sure appreciate beauty in other people, but we have the hardest time with yeah. ourselves. There was a study that Dove did with 6,400 women ages 18 to 64 in 20 different countries. Okay, so it's a wide spectrum. Yeah. And they asked them, do you see beauty in yourself? Like, do you think you're beautiful? 96% said no. Mm-hmm. When they said, do you see beauty in other women? 80% said yes. And it's like, I mean, it's crazy. We're quick to see it in other people. You're quick to tell the other person you're doing a great job being a mother. And we're so quick to judge ourselves and say, no, you're not. And it's like, ah, stop doing that because you have, you have great worth. You have great giftedness and you are uniquely gifted and purpose to love these children that are surrounding you, you. And it's like, I think we forget about that. So questions. Well, and I, I want to say this, that so much of this community and the, where these questions came from is being in real relationships. Yes. So that yes. when we're hearing, I'm overwhelmed with this, or I'm not beautiful, that person who sees the beauty in you or who sees the giftedness oh, in you my gosh. can call it out. Or, or like we said that when I'm walking through one of the hardest seasons of my life and circumstances are legit not right. Right, right. I can see you in the hallway. You can give me your bracelet. I'm going to show oh. it. I'm going to do this again. I don't even care. And you just hand it to me and you just slip it on my wrist and you say, let's be overwhelmed with Christ and what he's done. And so then anytime those circumstances were starting to, I'm drowning, I feel it. Did you really do it? Yes. Okay. So one thing you just said that I think is so important is talking because we are in it together. And it's like when you start to feel overwhelmed by whatever it is, by all means, say it out loud. And like, even write it down. It's like, see it, say it. It's one of the water stations that are between the chapters because I have a friend whose daughter 
and her group of 12 friends actually have a safe text. They call it a safe text group mm-hmm. where they can say, I am struggling. This is what I'm feeling because they're walking through the halls and the messages that are hitting them are, you're only okay if you have a 4.0. You're only okay if you made the varsity team. You're only okay if, you know, and it's like fill in the blank. You're only okay if if you got invited to that dance, if you're in this group, because there's never end, there's no end to whatever the mark is. It's like enough is elusive. It's unreachable. Mm. And yet we play with enough all the time. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? You know, the kids, are you fast enough? Do you have enough friends? Golly, they deal with that one, you know, because now their friend groups have a comma in them. And it's sort of like, as do if. you have enough likes? Do you have enough I know followers? It. Oh, that's what you're talking yes, about. Yes, yeah, and it messes media. with yeah. your head. We were we like, were showing we were showing the boys videos last night from a long time ago. I mean, we're talking ten years ago. And the first question they asked, "How many views does it have?" Yeah, and you're like, okay. "This was you playing with your brother in a couch fort." Do you really think more than our family really care to watch this YouTube video? But isn't that funny? I thought, how did you even know to ask how many views does it have? Well, because they hear it at school. That's a number. That's a measurement, a performance Mm -hmm. of, uh, this was a precious moment that I enjoyed with you. And I'm like reliving and thinking, oh, I just love those days where we just hung out and y'all were silly in your diapers. Like, I'm reliving the moment and you're asking, how valuable is it to the world? That's just such a great point. Okay. Because the world operates in numbers. Yeah. It is not about numbers. He is the one that's like, I'm looking for the least. I'm looking for the one that no one looks for. And, and it's sort of like, could, do we believe that? Because if I believe that, then we live in these number pressures, whether the number pressure is a grade, whether the number mm-hmm. pressure is a size, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. seriously. Yeah. The whole point is you are beautiful. You are beautiful. And so Receive yeah. it, hear it, mm-hmm. find freedom in it. So that we can live and, you know, exercise not to be a certain size, but just happy to be alive. And not be overwhelmed by that pressure. It's like be loved and be by whose you are, not who you are. Okay. Because mm. I think the identity is the key thing. It's mm. like, do I believe that I could be the receiver of words that sound like this? And in Isaiah 43, the Lord God says, and it's like the Lord God himself is speaking. And he says... I know you. You are mine. Mm-hmm. I know your name. You're going to go through the waters, but they're not going to rise over you. And you're going to go through the fire, but you're not going to be burned. And by the way, you're not even going to smell like smoke. See also Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because if it's true, it's played out. The waters did not rise up over them because he split them to where there was dry ground. At creation, at the Red Sea, by the Jordan River, you had Jesus himself walking on water as if it was hard ground because mm-hmm. he is Lord over every element. He mm-hmm. sees all, he knows all, and he says to you and to me, you are precious, you are honored in my sight, and I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can I receive that? I think the hardest part is receiving that, especially as a mom. And it's like, have your tank filled with that. So that it's overflowing, not because you made it overflow, but because that's what he does. And he says that. Mm-hmm. And then it hits these kids around you who need to know that they're loved, who need to know that they belong, who need to know that they're accepted. Because if you look at these pressures on the other side of that, it tends to be things like acceptance, belonging, yeah. Yeah. you know, being okay. Yeah. So I think it's good to kind of set that stage that 
Any question you have. Set the stage because we just talk. It's terrible. Okay, no, we don't. no, it's not. It's fine. This is. I think it's setting the stage, like for what the whole premise is. That these questions that when we that come to mind, we think of overwhelm are circumstantial, and in, in what you're trying to do is root your identity. It's like in the truth. soul health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there are practical things to help with soul health. But the first thing is is to actually believe that the one who says I love you I see you I know your name I created you that you actually are identified by that and so many of these other things in life are descriptors not definers descriptors not definers another one (laughs) quote that okay so I asked the podcast club leaders for questions and Kelly Wildwood Mamas she said um, they're all moms of little ones and they're trying to figure out how to define a productive day when there's always something to do. Yeah. Do you have any encouragement for managing the to-do list and still engaging with the children, spending meaningful time with them? So the first thing is like, how do you define productive? Mm. Because sometimes productive is sitting at the table just talking. And so like for me, I sit there and think of my grandmother who, <laughs> I don't think it dawned on them to do something productive. And pretty much the time I spent with her was around her kitchen table as the soap operas were blaring in the background on the three channels of the television, you know, and she's smoking her cigarettes because she smoked a lot of cigarettes and we talked and she, she told stories about my grandfather, about my mom. And, you know, when I think back to those times, I sure remember the love and for these kids, what they need more than anything is love. Mm -hmm. It's love. I see you. I know you. And to the point where you actually like them. Like I will tell my kids, because I think they think we're drones. It's like, well, you love me. You say this because you have to. You're my mom. And it's sort of like, maybe. But by the way, I actually like you. Like because, I want to hang out with you. I want yes, to talk And to so have things in your house that are, that are this, talking. Have board games. They're fun. Card games. Puzzles, anything that's actually like, because if you set a puzzle out, they'll groan and they're like, oh, this is horrible. You're the only one that likes puzzles. But they're sitting there doing the puzzle with you, you know? (laughs) It's sort of like, and then this occurs human interaction, and that always, always, always feels better than this. So, with the young mom with littles, if you are overwhelmed with trying to manage productivity and time with your kids, I would ask, you know, like the question. Why is that overwhelming? How am I defining productive? And with little kids, how they feel. I always felt like I might be doing these big, massive things for me. But if I'm throwing the big, massive birthday party or doing the big craft and it's for me, that's one thing. But if I'm doing the craft thinking it's for them but they feel bad the whole time. Yeah. Like they're not doing it right or – then that's – It's like ditch it. It's okay. Craft, no craft. It's okay. That's not for me. That's not for them. I think I gained that wisdom. I think so, too. And another thing that I think is really important, because it's likely that you have worked at some point in your life and you're you're accustomed to being productive. (laughs) Okay, with little kids, taking a shower in the day, that's productivity. You did a good job. I remember for myself, I really had to let go of that and be Mm. able to say, if I get one thing done that I would equate as productivity, if I get one thing done during the week, I'm good to go. And, mm-hmm. and I really had to free myself of whatever I had put in my head was getting stuff done. And then it allowed me to be with my kids while I was with my kids yeah. instead of having my head be somewhere else. Good advice. Um, okay, we have a couple minutes. Should we hit this one? 
One thing like on, on some of these questions, they could be the best way to do something, the best way. Right, right, right. Okay, right. A plus B does not equal C. There's no formulaic right way in God's economy. Okay, to because, raise a child. Because you will see through scripture, there's a lot of different ways. Some of these things. Some of these questions. Yeah, it's about like, like this is huge. Talking to each other. Talk it out. See it and say it. Be able to engage where your wheelhouse is and always be asking that question. Am I doing this because I think I'm only okay if I do this because I'm going to be judged. And, you know, and be able to put those things in their place, knowing that the Lord is the one who sees you, who loves you. You don't have to do in order to be because you already are okay. Okay. We're in this together and mm. we're going to get through it. And I think that's a huge part about what Heather is doing here to say, don't mom alone. You don't, don't believe, have to do any life Don't alone. believe the lie that you are the only one dealing with overwhelm and to be overwhelmed by better things, by truth. Yeah, so anyway, Thank you, Kay. There's more. In there's the more book in the book. <laughs> yeah, and I will point you to all the things and, and join us next month. We'll have another live convo. Yeah, with who? Sheila Walsh. Okay, that's exciting. I'm tuning in to that for sure. It's true. Right after that chat with Kay, uh, the next month I recorded a video with Sheila Walsh. Y'all love her. She's so good about talking us through shame and her book is It's Okay Not to Be Okay. So I'm going to share a little bit of that conversation next week and please, please sign up to join Kat and I on December 13th. We would love to have you be a part of that. And even if you miss it, we will record it and you will have access to that uh, through the Not Alone Community video archive. All right. If you want to check out what I'm talking about when I keep saying Not Alone Community, go to don'tmomalone.com forward slash join. Have a very Merry Christmas, and I pray that you are overwhelmed with Christ and the truth of what He has done to come to this world and to save us, a baby and a man on a cross and a resurrected King. It's all such good stuff. All right. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's also where you'll find the show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, he said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that is superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present and with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.